Hi Joe, how you doing? Good morning, Thomas. Very well, thank you. Well, we're about the middle of uh, November. How's the market this um, still month? still ticking along? Yeah, very yeah. very strong. Um, I think leading up to Christmas, we got what thirty odd days now until Christmas. Yes. People are wanting to to buy and and sort of try and get in as quickly as possible. So what you predicted last month is actually happening. It's still pretty hot. Yeah, I mean the stock levels haven't increased dramatically. Um, buyers probably have increased leading yep. up into that new year. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, we're just seeing a lot of really good results, a lot of buyers that, that don't want to wait to auction, that want to buy now, um, and, and happy to pay a premium to do so. But this is a crazy bit, isn't it? Is it, is it more acreages going or is it more the uh, uh, combination of both. Combination okay. of both. Uh, there's a lot of buyers that are looking to upsize. Maybe COVID's got them a little bit cramped in where they're living now and they're looking for that space. So we are finding a lot of people now looking at, at acreage, but also across the board, all, all the sectors are doing quite well. Yeah. You look after not only just Jewel, you look after Glenory, Kenhurst. Yeah, predominantly most of the hills, to, to be honest. We've okay. we got a good coverage. Is, is there one that is outperforming another suburb for the moment or not? I think it's not suburb-based. I think it's house-based. I think you've got a, a house that a lot of people like. You've got a house which has unique features that, that people can't buy elsewhere and uh, obviously those properties are getting better results. Mm. Do you have a story for us? Yeah, we had a really good result um, just over a week ago now. We, uh, we had a property uh, in Kenturst, a five acre block, uh, been in the family for just over 35 years. Um, took it to, uh, to, to, to auction, a campaign for auction, um, which was meant to be in t 10 days from now, uh, but we sold it in six days. Wow, what yeah. happened? Well, we had a, an auction guide, uh, 2.6 million. Vendors would have loved 2.8 million. We got offers in that first week around the 2.8. Most agents would run with the contract, sold, 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 but we held it off for a day and I continued to negotiate with this buyer and we ended up getting 2.95. Oh, wow, um, what yeah, a story. So the vendors were obviously, you know, thrilled uh, that extra sort of work that we put in. I mean, that's why you pay agents at the end yeah. of the day. Y yeah. You want them to not just sell your house, but to get the best possible price. Yeah. And we definitely felt uh, that we did that with that result um, in that property. And, and the residents in the area, the phones have been, you know, ringing off the hook asking, how do we get that sort of price for pretty much a block of land? So it was a really, really great story. And um, to help a family that, that had been there for so long to be able to sell and, and not only sell, but you know, exceed not only their, their biggest expectations, but probably what they ever thought they could achieve. Yeah. I mean, wh why did they pick you? Because you a, a young up and coming guns and uh, <laughs> they've been around 35 years. They would have seen so many agents. Yeah, definitely. And still they pick someone like you. I, I, I get it. You've got honest tattooed on your forehead, but <laughs> what else? I mean, there must be something else. Well, I think it was the consistency around the vendor. Um, she lives in Kenthurst already herself. This wasn't where she lived. This was a, another part of the family right. that we sold for. Um, so I had dealt with her through her Kenthurst home. I actually sold her uh, daughter a property in Riverston. Right. The whole family had seen how we work from a buyer to how we work as, as selling. Um, and they wanted us to, to replicate exactly what they were, were treated with. Um, yeah and that we listed it and I guess it happened a lot faster than we all expected in terms of getting that sort of price. Um, but yeah, that was, I guess they saw that result in the area from other properties. We sold the one next door to her. So I think all these things are just sort of added up and she said, these guys are the, other, other people for us. Yeah, I mean th that Riverston property, that was a record sale too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So it was a record sale. So this is the question I want to ask. You sold 
the, her daughter a property at record price, mm-hmm. and she still wanted you. And, and and what it is is that people really look at how you behave with them when they're buying a house because that tells them why they should pick you when they think of selling their home. Yeah, well, I think they realised that even when they were buying and they had the whole, you know, we'd love you to sell our house, and but my job is to work for my sellers. So they saw that everything that I did wasn't to try and help them, it was to try and get the best result for my, for my sellers. Yes. And in that, I was very transparent, very honest, and they respected that. Yeah, I negotiated hard and we got more money out of them, and, 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 but that's my job. And I yeah. think they respected that and that's what they expect from me when I sell their property. Yes, and a lot of buyers don't get it that when, when they're buying a property, actually parking a bit of money there. The day that they selling, they're gonna get that money back plus probably all the interest, right? So you might as well just make sure you got the right agent, the tough one, because he's gonna look after you when you have to sell. Well, it's going back to before. I mean, a lot of agents, when a vendor says this is what I want, and when you get that, you run straight there. You say, let's let's sell. We got it. We got it. We no need to muck around, but. I guess for me, I mean, I grew up in sports, so that sort of competitive nature came out, and I thought, this guy's got more. Yes. These these owners, this is, you know, they're older, this is their nest egg, this is everything. What's what's the worst that could happen if I keep negotiating? And the worst that happened was I got another $150,000 for them, um, which was obviously life-changing for them. It was, yeah, it was a great result. Now you just opened a Pandora box. Which sport was that? Oh, lots of sports, soccer, <laughs> soccer, rugby, tennis, basketball, you name it, I've played it. Oh, really? So yeah. which one were you really good at? Tennis. Tennis oh, yeah. I focused on most of my, I uh, did tennis coaching when I was younger, um, down at Kentos Tennis Centre next to Hills Grammar. So, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, tennis was, was my life for, for growing up, a uh, majority of my life, yeah. So you're not just a real estate agent. Anyone who's got a tennis court, you can coach them at the same <laughs> time it, when you sell it. Absolutely, I can definitely do that. <laughs> All right. So just just telling me, going back to the property market now, mm-hmm. is there any reason a property wouldn't sell in this market? Oh, there's multiple reasons why a property wouldn't sell in this market. I mean, over the top expectations, um, maybe the property is, is, has issues, um, but a good property that's, that's listed right in market value is always going to exceed market value. What vendors don't realise is that they always have a, a figure in their mind that they want to achieve. It's usually very, very far away from what the buyers want to pay. Yeah. Um, the higher that that is, you know, their expectations, the harder it is for us to get the buyers up to that. So we've had a lot of, I guess, success in listing the property realistically, giving the vendors not false hope, but a realistic hope and a strategy is how we're going to exceed their expectations. Um, and doing that, we've increased our buyer numbers, which increases our ability to negotiate with these buyers. I mean, that's just the byproduct of then getting a great result. Yeah, but because the market has really been a bit buoyant lately, a lot of sellers would feel a bit greedy, wouldn't they? Thinking, hold on, if it's going to be going up, I might as well just ask for the moon. But is that a danger? You've heard the say, what goes up must come down at some stage. Um, and I think what we're riding on at the moment is hypothetical. No one really knows what's going to happen. People that are thinking, let's sell in six months' time are going, let's sell now if we can get what we want. So there are people that are, are, are almost being less greedy, going, what if what we can get now is less than what we can get in six months? Why wouldn't we sell now? Um, so I guess it's, it's the 80-20 rule, you know, yeah. 80% of people 
cool. 20% of people, uh, yo, let's sell quickly or let's hold on. We, we'll get more money. So it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know whether it's the word greedy. Uh, maybe Not it's greedy. a word um, unrealistic. Yeah. And so it would be like, you know, you have shares that are selling, let's say, at $100, but you want 120 for them. Well, everyone is going to buy the same shares at $100 from somebody else. Yeah. So two things you can do as a seller, either wait for the market to go up and meet you at 120, which may happen, which mm -hmm. may not happen, or, or sell now and then put that money to work somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And that's a lot of the advice that we try and give in. And obviously, the rapport that we build with our clients, finding out not just why they're selling, but where they're moving to, the reasons behind that. So we can really give them the best advice. I mean, if they're moving to an area where you know, the median value is half of where they're selling from, I mean, this is a good opportunity for them to buy and, and make money in, a, in a, I guess, going back to your stock sort of comparison. Yeah. Taking your investment out of something and put it into a better growing investment. Yes, I understand that. Now, uh, I know that there's a lot of restaurant and a lot of good food coming to the <laughs> hills, <laughs> right? <laughs> so... So, who have you met lately? Yeah, actually, uh, I interviewed uh, Enzo's Katina um, down at Dural, uh, yes. a restaurant they've been there. Uh, they opened up March. So, literally, when COVID kicked in, yes. they opened their door. Oh, my so, goodness. Um, and I had a chat with Enzo, and they've got 11, 11 restaurants across uh, across New South Wales and Sydney, sorry. Um, and, the, and the Renee and Sam also, who are the managers and owners down there. Yes. Uh, and they're fantastic people, beautiful food, really beautiful family uh, as well. And... Um, when I met with them, I just wanted to chat about Dural. I mean, opening a new business just like myself. I mean, we've got, I've got the office now in, in Dural. So having a chat with them and, and finding out what it's been like to, to work in, to own a business in Dural, what the clients are like and what they really came back to me with was just the massive support that they've received from the community in the last 12 months. I mean, every business has been going through a really tough time, but these guys have, have sort of backed themselves. They, they could have closed, but they kept going and, and they were really thrilled that the support of the Dural community um, also was there. They, I mean, why wouldn't you go there? The food is amazing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what's what's the uh, the best dish? What's the one Ooh, that you so recommend? Renee recommended the uh, the beef cheeks gnocchi. Yes. Um, and I think that was pretty much a consensus from, from quite a few of them. I've been there a couple of times. The pizzas are really good too. Oh, really? Uh, beautiful drinks, cocktails, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, if you're in Dural, definitely go and check them out. Okay, no problem. Any uh, any other good story, mate? Good stories. Yeah, actually, we had a, another one in Castle Hill, which we uh, we just sold uh, sold yesterday. Yes. Actually, it was a referral from one of our uh, Central Coast offices. Yes. So he uh, bought a property uh, up in uh, up on the Central Coast and loved the way that the Wisebury team up there worked with them and yep. um, got in touch with us down here in uh, in Sydney. And uh, we met, went through everything, and uh, yeah, we just got him a great result yesterday. So he was also thrilled on that. So what do you mean a great result? Well, in terms of comparables, um, we probably got him about $50,000, $60,000 more than uh, other properties similar selling in the area. We also managed to negotiate him a, a short settlement um, that avoided him having to tap into bridging finance. So it was a yeah. double sort of win for him, um, a 28-day settlement leading up to Christmas save some money on bridging finance as well. So that's, I guess, it's not always about the price of the property, but it's also the terms that you can negotiate, which make a big deal for these people. Right, right. And I believe that you're doing a bit of work and on your building, it's coming up? Yeah, we're starting to do some minor renovations, put some big windows in, yeah. let some light in, and uh, I guess just give ourselves a bit more of a presence. We've been there for just over 12 months now, and 
um, you know, we don't really spend too much time in the office. We're <laughs> out working, and um, but it's important, you know, that people driving past can yep. really see um, the growth in our business. We're looking for new staff, so people in, you know, the dual community. That's what I'm looking for. Someone that has lived and breathed the hills. That's yes. like I have, and, and Luke, who, who works with me, also. Um, that's You're looking, looking for new staff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you're growing fast then. Yeah, well, I think a lot well, of... Who, who, who would you be looking for? Oh, looking for someone who is, uh, I guess, passionate about real estate. Yep. Someone who is passionate about talking to people, helping people. Um, and someone who, who's honest, transparent and, and hardworking. So you're looking for another clone of you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I don't think we, we probably butt heads a bit too much another clone with me. But no, look, we're, we're looking for, for someone who's, who's hungry to get into real estate and, uh, you know, knows the area well and wants to dive in really and, and we've got the training the support and all that sort of stuff to help them get there so yeah, yeah. so uh, what's your prediction now until christmas the same or are we changing yeah look I, i don't see anything changing i mean why why fix it if it's not broken at the moment things are moving well i mean you obviously have that sort of limbo between christmas and early new year but yep. at this stage there's property still coming on we're still doing listing appointments still getting our clients geared up and ready to go so nothing's really slowed down for us Um, just waiting for, for Santa Claus to come and that's about <laughs> it really, yeah. So Santa Claus for you, that would be like selling a house on Christmas Eve, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, I don't know if my partner would be too happy with that. She'd be, <laughs> she'd be a bit upset with me. But um, yeah, look, that, that's what it takes um, in, this, in this sort of business. So if that's what it means that we've got to be out there on Christmas Eve to get a property sold, then what a beautiful present it would be. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for today, no, thanks John. Thanks for having me. We'll see you again next month. Catch up soon. Cheers. Bye.